We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Our Thanksgiving Day edition that counts down to Bedlam is, of course... The huddle reloaded. So Toby is out. Still get Teddy Lehman. I'm in. So a little bit more of me this week. Sorry. Uh, But as always, it's a fun show. And I think you learn a lot from Ted, uh, especially when we start talking about awards and Kenneth Murray being left off the Butkus Award finalist list. It's, It's a really good take from Ted. So make sure you listen to the whole show. Check it out. Good stuff here on the Huddle Reloaded. But as always, the Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you by Allstate and Riverwind and in part by the Sooner Club. It's time to commit for 2020. Sooner Club donations directly impact the lives of every single student athlete in Crimson and Cream. And there's never been a better time to be a member of the Sooner Club than right now. Brand new in 2020, a five-month payment plan available for members to spread payments out leading up to the March 31st deadline. Members who opt into the payment plan before the end of November will also receive up to 150 bonus points for the upcoming year. And uh, the Sooner Club helps in so many ways, not just in the facility projects that are on the horizon, but also to provide resources for student-athletes like nutrition, academic support, travel, professional development, and psychological resources. Sooner Club staff are ready to discuss this with you right now. Call them at 405-325-8000 or online at thesoonerclub.com. Now, the huddle reloaded. What a crowd. What a crowd. Huh? Last one of the year. You better pile in. Let's go. It is the huddle. We are live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, brought to you by Bud Light. Saturdays are better with a crisp Bud Light at your tailgate. Keep it crisp, Oklahoma. Please drink responsibly. As you might be able to tell, I am not Toby Rowland. He is with the OU basketball team. We'll be keeping tabs on OU taking on Missouri tonight, so hopefully the Sooners can come away with a win. My name is Chris Plank, and please join me in welcoming the best analyst in radio history, Teddy Lehman. No. Yes. Incorrect. Yes. How are you, Teddy? Doing good. How about you? I'm ready. You can ready we... for this thing? We're closing the deal out. Would Bedlam. everyone be okay if we kicked it off now? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of ready for some football well, after Saturday now. night. Well, let's we need some a... preparation. We need Thanksgiving let's with our family. Thanksgiving dinner first. I need my father-in-law to ask me why a football field is 100 yards. You know, those <laughs> types of things that happen on uh, Thanksgiving. But uh, as far as holidays, though, I was surprised to learn today. Thanksgiving, not number one on your depth chart. A little bit lower, right? About three or four? Well, Fourth of I, July, number one? Fourth of July is number one. Okay. I think Christmas rates uh, a little bit higher as well, but definitely a favorite for sure. All right. 
I guess we need to talk football, don't we? Oklahoma, Oklahoma gets a big win over TCU this past weekend. Our opening segment is brought to you by Noble McIntyre with McIntyre Law. McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all your personal injury needs. And, Teddy, I mean, I just feel like saying defense. How about that? Over the last six quarters, it's been something else, hasn't it? They've been fantastic. And, uh, you know, they've given up a couple of big plays here and there. Uh, but all in all, I think whenever you look at what they've done, um, especially as you mentioned, the last six quarters, I think they've been fantastic. Yeah, we've, we've got timely turnovers. We've got timely sacks, pressure on the quarterback. Uh, we've been good against the run, you, you know, and we'll go through it in depth, I'm sure. But you look back at the TCU game, you know, outside of the 62-yard yard explosive play by Duggan, they were awesome against the run between Alana Lua and Darius Anderson. I think they combined for like 20-something yards, so they completely shut that down. Uh, we're fantastic down the stretch and, you know, really closed the football game out the way great defenses do, getting off the field, forcing a turnover. So you got to be happy with their progress so far. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting. You mentioned the rushing numbers. Uh, Alana Lua, five carries, 19 yards. Darius Anderson, Five carries, seven yards. Yeah. That's 10 carries, 26 yards well, I for think two of the best running backs. If you eliminate the the 62-yard explosive play, mm -hmm. I think they held them to right around three yards a carry. That's great. Uh, and just fantastic stuff. Team defense flying to the football. Despite what some people may say out there, uh, this is a good tackling <laughs> football team, and this is a high effort football team yeah uh teddy just basically took someone's soul on twitter today over I mean, that but sir, well we can get to that we'll later, get to that later right. we'll get we'll get to that later but here's the play of the day i mean we're gonna go in depth on this all night long buki undercutting the route getting the turnover all the fists went up they celebrated understandably so and the sooners went at 28 to 24 I, and again ted I, I don't think there's a lot of numbers that tell the story of this game more than time of possession 39-31 for the Sooners to 20-29 for Texas Christian well, University. Yeah, there, we ran the ball 64 times, and you've got to go back to 1997 to find a game in which we ran it more. Uh, 64 runs, 85 plays. Over the last two games, Oklahoma's run 180 plays. That's more than anyone else in the country. And running the football has been a the massive majority of, of those uh, play counts. So I love where they're at right now. I love these long sustained drives, 12, 14 play drives, time consuming. And defensively, you know, it, when you're standing over on the sideline drinking Gatorade and drawing plays up on the on the chalkboard, that's that's the way you want it. You want to be fresh every time you take the field. We have been. And I think it's been fantastic. Now, there are some negatives to talk about in this football game. Whenever you look at these statistics that we've got plastered up here, <laughs> we outgained them by 300 yards. Right. Okay. We outgained them on the ground by, what, 220-some. Correct. We had 30 first downs. We were 7 of 13 on third down compared to them being 1 of 9. Dominated the ball for 40 minutes, but we won the football game 28-24, and TCU had a drive to go down to win the football game. What does that tell you? It tells you turnovers matter. Okay, and especially where they were taking place on the field for us, it's the great equalizer. Two turnovers, and until that last one, it's essentially zero because that ended the game. So two extra possessions, okay, and that's what happens. That's what changes a game just like that. Those two drives, I, you know, I feel like we should have punched the one in. Obviously, the interception was a pick six, right? Right. That's a 14-point that's a swing. And the other one, Jalen's going inside the 15 or, or so yard line whenever it gets stripped from him. So those are those are massive swings in the football game. And I got news for you. Oklahoma State, a rivalry game, Bedlam game, and then Baylor in the Big 12 championship, you can't live like this week in and week out. We're going to have to take better care of the football. We'll have a Lincoln rally coming up in about uh, 45, 50 minutes from now, and obviously that's been a big coaching point for them this past couple of weeks. If you missed the Monday press conference, you can find it on the Sooner Sports Podcast at Soonersports.com slash podcast where Lincoln talked about, you know, you, you feel like you plug one leak, Ted, and then you have something else that springs when it comes to protecting the football. And I mean, don't get me wrong. That was a heck of a play by the TCU to Bender on the fumble late in the game, but Obviously, they're working to make sure that that doesn't happen. Well, again. some of those guys are going to make plays. I course, mean, that's yeah. this is this is big boy football. Guys are going to jump in front of nicely thrown footballs, 
Balls are going to get tipped at the line of scrimmage and intercepted. Uh, someone's going to come in and put a helmet on the football, and there's not a whole lot you can do about that. And, you know, you, you take some of those, but whenever it becomes a trend, that's whenever you, it becomes really worrisome. And, and that's kind of what we've seen over the last several weeks. But fortunately for us, our defense, who, you know, hasn't been the beneficiary of some of those uh, helmet going on the ball or a tip pass that turns into an interception, but three straight games, they've ended the game and won the game with a turnover. And I know the, the Motley uh, two-point conversion doesn't officially count as a turnover, but we know what that is. Three games in a row, impressive stuff defensively. Well, uh, despite a couple of fumbles the last few weeks, Jalen Hurts surpassed a milestone this past week and over 1,000 yards rushing. And, Ted, it's a little bit of a different style that we've seen with the Sooners running the football with their quarterback. But as we looked at with the time of possession and the rushing yard numbers, it's been very effective. No, it has. He's been great with the ball in his hands. You know, he's a little bit different than, than the, the last guys that we've had. Baker was a good runner, but... Um, it was kind of a, you know, an all-out just trying to stay alive scramble. <laughs> I think scramble puts it perfect. Kyler was an explosive speed guy and make you miss in the open field. And Jalen is more of a run over you, uh, you know, type of player. So we've seen three different styles and they've all been effective. And Jalen is a guy that is big enough, 225 plus pounds, that he can take the beating of you know, carrying the football 28 times like he did against TCU. And you look back to that Baylor game, how physical that game was, and he just keeps on going. So I think that's a huge plus for him. And uh, I, I can, I think that's going to continue to be a huge chunk of this offense. Me too. Uh, and, you know, here, here's the thing. Hold on to the football, and we're probably talking about a three, four touchdown win on Saturday sure. night. But also give credit to TCO where credit is due. They are a ball-hawking defense. So impressive numbers from Jalen Hurts. But, Teddy, let's also talk about the actual running backs too because over the last three weeks we've seen another level from one Kennedy Brooks who against Iowa State averaged eight yards per carry, ran for 132 yards. Brooks ran for almost 100 yards against Baylor, 93 yards and 18 carries. And then for Kennedy Brooks on Saturday night, 25 carries, 149 yards, six yards per carry. Gabe likes to joke. It just seems the offensive line blocks better for him. Well, yeah, I, th I don't know if it, that's the truth or if it's the vision or <laughs> what, but all I know is whenever he carries the ball, we get good yardage, we get production. He's fantastic. And, you know, he's smaller than the way he runs. You feel like he's a big back, but he's really not that big, 210 pounds or so. But he's tough to tackle. He's got unbelievable vision. The patience he has, he sets up his blocks well. In the open field, he can either make you miss, run over the top of you, or run around you. It's the triple threat in the open field. And that makes it really hard to, to tackle him for, for a one-on-one -on -one type of guy. And whenever we've got things going, we're getting it blocked up up front. Plus, you add in the play-action game and the passing game over the top. It's just... It makes for, you know, just really the perfect combination of, of running game between he and Jalen. How about those running backs as blockers, though, too? They're great. Not, ju not just down the field, but seeing Ramondre Stevenson and some of the blocks when he's leading the no, way to they, the hole. They've been fantastic. You know, whenever we get in those two back sets and you don't know which guy's going to carry the football, which guy's going to be the lead blocker, that's, that's tough defensively. And, you know, uh, Ramondre's been great as a blocker. Kennedy's been great as a blocker, both pass, pass protection and the running game so yeah I, I mean I feel really good about this team only problem right now offensively the only thing that we need to improve on is hanging on to the football that's it now we do have some awards to talk about obviously we're going to spend a lot of time about one non-finalist but let's celebrate those who are finalists starting with Jalen Hurts who is a finalist for both the Maxwell Award and the O'Brien Award. Maxwell Award given to, it's, it's kind of like a Heisman Jr., right. if you will, like a 1A to the Heisman. Davey O'Brien, best quarterback. Yeah, I acknowledge it because, I mean, and, and Coach and I will talk about it a little bit later on, Ted. We've talked about it a lot on the broadcast. There's a guy that's only been in this offense since February. Right. And to be able to put up the numbers he has and put himself in this position, it's pretty special. No, it is. And I think one of the interesting things about the, this year for Jalen is there's some unique defenses. Okay, Iowa State, you don't see a lot of that anywhere else in the country, what they specialize in. And this is his first time going up against that. Right. Baker got to see it. 
Kyler got to see it. I know he only played against it one year, but he got to learn from watching how they they played Baker at home. So yeah. that was important for him. And now Baylor's running that same type of, of offense, so it's it's a little bit different. But he's done a really good job first time through seeing these defenses. And how about this, Sooner fans? CeeDee Lamb, a finalist for the Bolitnikoff Award. I know that he missed the Baylor game. But he came back, caught a touchdown pass, had a couple of nice receptions on Saturday. And, oh, man, he is something else. I'll I'll tell you what. um, I think CD has a really good chance to win this. A big game um, in Bedlam and in the Big 12 Championship would help him a lot. But I think he completely deserves to be there as a finalist. I think he's completely deserving if they were to give him the award. And I got to tell you, this may be the deepest year at wide receiver in college football I can remember in a long time. And I'm talking about first-round picks. You just go in there and look about the top six, seven guys, and you'd be fine uh, saying that those are, are first-round guys. So the fact that he's a finalist this year and has a chance to win it this year I think is totally special. Do you guys know how many wide receivers were taken in the first round of the draft last year? Anyone? There was one. One wide receiver, and it was Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Do you know how many they're projecting to go in the first round this year? Four? Four to five to go in the first round. So it kind of shows you just how elevated that level of talent is at the receiver position. Real quick, before we get to the drive of the game, uh, I think we were both a little bit disappointed to see Kenneth Murray not as a finalist for the Butkus Award. You won this award. Kenneth has made it a point all season long. Uh, be the fifth on his eye black. Uh, he's written it on his wristbands. It's been a social media push. Obviously not a finalist, but still a heck of a season for that young man. No, it is. Uh, it's disappointing. Um, but at the same time, you can't look at, if you're Kenneth, look at this season as a failure. I know that was a huge goal for him. But, um, and I guess I can share this because I said this to to to, to Kenneth that, I know he's disappointed that he he didn't, you know, make it. But I think what he did is very important because to start this season, this defense really, there was not a whole lot of tension here. Yeah, we got a new coaching staff and people were talking about that. But the play around here recently has not been to the level that, that we hoped and we want. So you started this season as a virtually unknown, both Kenneth himself and just this defense. Well, with his play and his dedication throughout the year, what he's done is he's brought a lot of attention to this squad, a lot of focus for this squad. Uh, Alex Grinch is being talked about as a Broyles Award candidate. For Semi-finalist the, announced today. For, for the Alex top Grinch. assistant. Um, you know, we, we've got uh, people talking about us nationally, making the move from, what were we, 128 or 120-something in total defense now we're number 31 in the country and things are trending in the right direction here and there's a spotlight on Oklahoma defense and what that means is because of his play this year Caleb Kelly has a chance to win the Butkus next year right so I think what he's done this year is incredibly important to be able to get the 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 light shine back on Oklahoma defense in a positive fashion I think is huge for this team and this this Absolutely. program moving forward. Absolutely, man. Kenneth Murray. He's Fantastic young it, man. It's been great to see great words from you. All right. We have gone super long. Uh, we owe you our AAA drive of the game brought to you by AAA Insurance at home or on the road. We've got you covered. We have the 14 playoff rankings that are out. We'll touch on them next segment. But, Teddy, drive of the game, second drive for the Sooners, probably the catch of the year. But uh, really impressive stuff for Oklahoma taking the ball Five plays, 65 yards in just under three minutes to jump on top 14 to zero. You see a little bit of everything here, including that swing pass to Charleston Rambo. I love it. Whenever we're at our best, we're moving the ball all over the field. We're, you know, we started with Jalen Hurts with the run up the middle. Then we threw it on a swing pass laterally. And here we go with Kennedy Brooks up the middle. You're passing around. You've got different guys touching the ball pretty much every snap. Here's a keeper where it fools everyone, including me, on the broadcast. Uh, and you're all the way down inside the 20 pretty quickly. And, you know, you just you, you cap it off what I consider to be maybe the most impressive offensive play. And we've had a million of them this year. So that's saying something with a tight end, Braden Willis going over the top, high point in this football. 
and having the strength and wherewithal to find that pylon, just a beautiful play from him right here. By the way, I like the cheerleaders in the background. They had the call right away. Watch, touches the pylon. My man's going to get the point to make sure the official has it right. So I love it. Kudos to the spirit squad in the background on that one. As not only does Braden Willis get the touchdown on his only catch of the game, shows the grip to hold on to the football because that he lost that. Could have been a touchback. Which, yet again, let me just point this out. And I know it's the last show of the year. But it just shows the bias, uh, you know, back in production. <laughs> Not one time a defensive series. Can we just get a three and out? <laughs> I, you know, Buki. The drive of the game is always a scoring drive is what yeah, you're saying. Buki has an interception <laughs> to end the football game. You know, we had a we had an interception last week by uh, Benito. How about a defensive series for a, a series of the game? Next week. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't know if we have a next show next year. Next How about year. That? But next hey, year. that was as important, was it That's not? That's right. As important. All right. We'll take our first time out. The four-team playoff rankings are out. We'll get Teddy's perception. Now, the, the Sooners didn't move up as high as we wanted, but there's good news. So we'll have that next, plus a preview of Oklahoma State as you're watching the huddle presented by Bud Light. The Huddle is brought to you by Bud Light. This football season, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Red Carpet Charters, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. AT&T, more for your thing, that's our thing. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Friday. And all you have to do is log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast to listen to old shows and subscribe to always get the newest episodes. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality and Rudy's bringing you the best in barbecue welcome back to the huddle from Rudy's country store and barbecue brought to you by Bud Light he's Teddy Lehman I'm Chris Plank Zach Tilly our producer here's the history of OU and OSU the Sooners lead the overall Bedlam series with 88 wins there are only 25 times in this series in which the Sooners haven't come away with a win 18 losses seven ties OU's won the last four and we head to Stillwater where the Sooners have been very good. They've won three straight. Last uh, loss came in 2011. Oh, that was so cold. It was, it was. so cold that night in 2011. I feel like it's cold every time we play up there. Um, but it's it's a rivalry in kind of the back and forth between the fans and the families. But as far as the overall series history, Ted fairly won fairly one-sided here in favor of the Sooners. Yeah, I was about to say, careful calling it a rivalry because a bunch of Oklahoma fans won't even acknowledge that I know, I got to be careful here. Uh, The Sooners' last loss, as we mentioned, came in, well, in Stillwater in 2011. Of course, there was the Tyree Kill punt return in 2014. And here's Mike Gundy, the mullet in all its glory, Kale's brother, the 15th season at Oklahoma State, won the Big 12 championship in 2011. And... You know, it's pretty impressive after three straight 10-win seasons, a stretch of four and five years. They've gone seven and six, but, you know, with four straight wins now, Teddy, this 8-3 record might be some of their most impressive losing Tyler Wallace and now Spencer Sanders. It's it's been fantastic, and I'll tell you about the the job Gundy's done there. Over the last decade, whenever you look at wins in the Big 12, Oklahoma's number one, Oklahoma State's number two. Wow. Followed by Baylor and Kansas State, so – Oklahoma State's done a really good job. And 8-3, and three, yes, uh, with what they've done this year, some of the injuries they've gone through. And I know everyone goes through injuries. Oklahoma has. Uh, but their they're best wide receiver, their quarterback here uh, down the stretch, and uh, they're still uh, a really good football team. That's going to be a tough place to play. Yeah, uh, Stillwater, Saturday night, 7 o'clock. We'll be on the air on the Sooner Radio Network with a 5 p.m. pregame show. That's where you can catch Teddy and, of course, Toby. We'll return and. Got a 10 a.m. start in Stillwater. 
got the full day for game day on uh, Saturday. Great. I get to hang out in Stillwater for an entire day. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yay. By the way, you, you were running down that list of uh, 10 seasons and the most wins. Where, where's Texas on that list? They are number five, Ooh, Chris Blank. Number five, number five. the most wins over the last decade. So basically the point is not to say anything bad about our friends in the Big 12. It's more to build up what we've seen from Oklahoma State over the last decade. And they've built it. It's consistent. And, oh, do they have an offensive weapon this year, Teddy, and one? Chuba Hubbard, he's yeah. on a record-setting pace in Stillwater. No, he's been fantastic. That you know, and they're going to give him the ball a ton, and they're going to give him the the ball a lot Saturday night. He's trying to get an invite to the Heisman Trophy ceremony, and in their eyes, a huge performance against Oklahoma, top ten football team, would do exactly that. So you better believe. He's going to get all kinds of touches, both as you see here in the screen game, uh, traditional running game. They're going to try and find a way uh, to have him impact this game. Great breakaway speed, good in traffic, uh, really good vision as a runner. He's got he's the, whole, the total package, there's no doubt. Used him in the screen game a little bit more last week. Used him more as a receiver, of course, when you start losing some of your skill position players you might try to find different ways to lose use your well, best player and, and, and another point on that is and it's something to think about for our football game is whenever you've got a new quarterback that's coming in you want to try and give him some quick easy throws try and get him in a rhythm get him some completions where he's comfortable and nothing better for uh, for doing that than screens and tunnels and stuff like that Impressive season, Doak Walker finalist. Here's the overall numbers in a, an easier to digest nugget. Eight, 1,832 yards. That's the fourth most all time at Oklahoma State. I'll Not tell bad, you what, some of the guys they've had there either. To hit the 2,000 mark in the regular season, which is a huge accomplishment, he's going to need 168 against Oklahoma. If you don't think they've got that number circled in Oklahoma's locker room right now defensively and those those meeting rooms are crazy because you know his average 166 and a half basically if he hits his average he hits 2,000 not on us not on Oklahoma I guarantee you that's what they're talking about right now 20 rushing touchdowns is currently second in the FBS but he has a new weapon under center or what am I talking about under center in the shotgun Drew Brown the Hawaii transfer who had and it's been rumored heading into the season that they might employ a two quarterback system but yeah. Spencer Sanders started the Oregon State game and has gone the whole way. Now Drew Brown getting an opportunity. He missed some throws last week, but Teddy, what does Drew Brown bring to this Oklahoma State offense? I think he whips it around the field pretty good. Uh, he's more of a more of the type of quarterback we're used to at Oklahoma State over the uh, the past several years. Their offense, you know, throwing the ball, pushing it downfield. That's what Drew Brown brings you. Not quite as athletic as Spencer Sanders, but He's not a statue back there. He can move a little bit. He can make some plays on you, uh, but he's got a good live arm. He's experienced. Now, I know he's just getting his first starts at Oklahoma State, but he's played a lot of uh, college football uh, as he transferred into Oklahoma State. So they're going to be able to attack you using the full football field. This isn't a guy that they're just going to put back there and hand the ball off to Chuba Hubbard all day. He can spread it around. As you've seen some of these highlights, got a good arm, can make all the throws. So, Drew Brown had some big numbers in Hawaii, decided to transfer to Oklahoma State, got beat out, but what an opportunity he has on Saturday against Oklahoma State, uh, against Oklahoma after leading Oklahoma State to the win over West Virginia. So, we've talked about their offense. We understand the explosiveness of Chuba Hubbard. Teddy, what do we see in their defense? Because it looked as if West Virginia was able to have some success. Of course, West Virginia has kind of gone away from the Austin Kendall-led offense. They've used Seth Dagey's younger brother, who was a Bowling Green transfer, had that four-game redshirt. And West Virginia was able to have some success against Oklahoma State on Saturday. What would you see from the Cowboy defense? Well, I, th I think the, the Cowboys are probably better than most people figured they were going to be, including myself this year on defense. Now, uh, they've given up some yards. But the interesting thing to me is uh, I think most people would would agree that our defense is is massively improved. But as far as scoring defense, and, and that's what we're talking about, that's what matters is how many points are you giving up? Uh, they are right there essentially in lockstep with Oklahoma. We give up 26, they give up 26.4. So we are almost tied in scoring defense. They've taken 17 uh, turnovers away from the offense. So I think they've, you know, they've had, they had a four turnover game against TCU, three against Kansas. So 
they're an opportunistic defense. So we've had some ball security issues. They're going to be trying to feast on that Saturday. But um, I, I think there's plenty of opportunities for us to take advantage of them. We have a big advantage on the line of scrimmage, as we do most every week. Uh, I think we should be able to get our running game going, both with the traditional running game with Kennedy Brooks, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, and with the quarterback running game with, with Jalen Hurts. They have a uh, freshman in Trace Ford who's an Oklahoma guy that's been pretty impressive getting after the quarterback. But, Teddy, number 11, and I've practiced this many times. Are you ready? Amen Ogbong Bamiga has been a big-time difference maker for them as far as getting after the passer. You see him making the stop there. Uh, right around their team leaders with 83 stops this year, three and a half sacks, and they move them all over the place, too. He yeah. also has an interception. Yeah, you see him right here on this, on this clip. He's making plays out in the open field. He's good out in space, but also right there good on the line of scrimmage on the edge, uh, whether he's bringing pressure in the running game or uh, rushing the passer. He's, he's a guy who runs sideline to sideline. As you see here, as a flat player is tackling the running back in the flat, and then he'll also get after the quarterback in some of their blitz game and, and just straight up rush game. So he's a guy to be reckoned with. You know, we, we the good thing is we face some really good edge players in this conference throughout the year. And I think we're pretty well equipped at the tackle spot for him. So uh, he's definitely a guy that could force you into some, some negative plays. But I think we, we have the talent good enough there to, to lock him down. All right. There's a little snapshot of what we can expect from Oklahoma State coming up on Saturday night in Stillwater. Hey, when we come back, we still owe you a breakdown of the four-team playoff rankings that are out. Uh, Oklahoma checked in at number seven, but the good news, Baylor at nine. So we'll completely break that down coming up here in just a bit. We'll look around the Big 12, though, when we come back to the huddle from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, brought to you by Bud Light. Stick around. The Huddle is brought to you by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Get your officially licensed Sooners gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors, preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics, Bud Light. This football season, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Riverwind, still the one. All right, let's look around the Big 12 from Saturday afternoon. And I don't care what Jonathan Vilma or Jim Mora Jr. say. This, y'all, was a uh, this was a kicking that Baylor put on Texas on Saturday in Waco. 7-3 early, but then Baco, that's uh, Baco, <laughs> in Waco. Baylor put, put that gas pedal down in the left lane and never looked back, rolling to a 24 to 10 win. Texas added a touchdown with a second left in the game, but yeah. pretty impressive bounce back from Matt Rule's crew. I'm telling you, I think Baylor is absolutely legit. They're non-conference and, and who all they played, but I think Baylor is, is totally legit. Their defense is as good as I've seen in the Big 12 in a long, long time. Offensively, they're not going to just pile up a ton of yards and points on you, but they're methodical, they're consistent, and they don't have a big swing and play up and down moments. They take care of the ball, they don't penalize themselves a whole lot, and they get by with outstanding defense. Obviously, you got a good look at the scoreboard there. That final was 24 to 10. Other non-Oklahoma games included. A pretty good bounce back for Kansas State. That was a good game on the road against Texas Fantastic Tech, winning 30 game. to 27. Which, by the way, Texas Tech, I, I mean, I think they've got a great shot at Texas this week. They've played everyone in this conference super tight, except for us. Uh, <laughs> the Big 12 report is presented by Ken K. Charters, the official motor coach carry of OU Athletics. So what do we have? The standings here. Oklahoma and Baylor will play again next Saturday, a week from Saturday, not this coming Saturday, a week from Saturday, 11 a.m. kick time in Arlington for the Big 12 championship. And uh, obviously, there's a pretty good battle going on for that third and fourth spot right now. And add Kansas State in, into there as well. Three teams battling for third place. Yeah, and really impressive again from Oklahoma State. First-year starter at quarterback, redshirt freshman for most of the year. He goes down. They lose Tylen Wallace early in this season who, uh, you know, you could make the claim is, is one of the best or the best wide receiver in the Big 12. So the fact that they're sitting there at 8-3, and three, and, you know, if they could just have some of those games back, I don't think they would have beaten Baylor. I think Baylor's the, the better team. But there's a couple of games that if they could get back, I feel like they're definitely the better squad. 
who knows where they'd be. And here's what's coming up on Saturday, including a Friday matchup. Speaking of Tech in Texas, you know, that traditional. Oh, I cannot wait for that football game. Come on, Tech. That Never traditional Friday Texas, Texas Tech, 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 Tech Texas game. I mean, we all grew up watching that one, right? Uh, but Tech in Texas on Friday and then a full slate throughout the weekend. I think uh, West Virginia TCU is going to be a pretty good game at 3 o'clock. I so. think they're all going to be good games. Uh, Baylor, Kansas, I think Baylor's clearly the better team. But, you know, the, the range this year in the Big 12 between the best and the worst in Kansas is the closest it's been as long as I can remember. Kansas, their record does not show you how good of a football team they are. They are massively, uh, massively improved over uh, previous years. And I, who knows? I think they've kind of started something there and, uh, you know, could win some football games in the future. Just when I tried to count them out last week, Iowa State needed a late run <laughs> to make that game close as they came back and tied it late. All right. Welcome back to the huddle presented by Bud Light. We are live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. And last week, you saw a Cal Ripken-esque streak come to an end when the Butkus Brain Teaser finally got Lincoln yeah. Riley. Well, yes, it was, a, uh, <laughs> it was a tough question. It was a very difficult question. <laughs> and uh, I, I thought going into it, I was like, man, this, if he gets this one, then we need to just scrap this thing <laughs> because there's no way that you're going to ever be able to fool him. But, uh, Toby said he knew everyone except for the, every it, play it, in the drive. He knew every one. play in the drive except that one. And as soon as the tape started, he goes, oh, that's what it is. But yeah. now, it was tough because it wasn't even, it was a second down, which second downs aren't memorable. Third downs, they, they kind of sit there because you don't have a whole lot of them in the game. And then it wasn't even a conversion. We didn't right. even convert the first down. So Very tricky. So here we go. After a tough loss last week, or a, I guess in this case, a victory for Teddy, it's time for the Butkus Brain Teaser. Teddy Lehman, what do you have? Yeah, I'm like, what am I, 1-10 right now <laughs> against Lincoln this year? So um, I'm basking in my victory. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to go back to 2017 Bedlam, the last time we were up at Stillwater, which uh, was a fantastic football game. First quarter, okay, there's nine minutes, 11 seconds left on the clock. OU is down 3-0 to Oklahoma State. We've got the ball. It's first and 10 on the plus 49. We have just crossed midfield. It's first and 10, ball on the left hash. So again, 2017 Bedlam, first quarter, nine minutes, 11 seconds left. OU's down 3-0. We've got the ball first and 10. We just crossed the 50-yard uh, line. It's on the 49, plus 49 going in, left hash. All right, we'll see how Coach does. And I love this play. It's a fantastic play. <laughs> we'll wait and all find out together. Does that sound fair to you guys? That's how we'll do it. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back and look across the country at the games that stood out to us last week as you're watching The Huddle, presented by Bud Light. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. OU's 2019 football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Log on to Soonersports.com kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OGND. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively. Obviously an impressive performance from Ohio State this weekend as we welcome you back to the huddle live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Teddy Lehman, I'm Chris Blank. We're watching the highlights of the Buckeyes and the Penn State Nittany Lions and a fast start and kind of a familiar saga, Ted. The only thing that really kept Penn State in this game, turnovers. Yeah, Ohio State is legit. They're They've really good. so much star power on that team. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, best defensive player in the country, Chase Young. Uh, they get after you in the secondary. 
they are legit. Ohio State is a really, really good football team. But give Penn State some credit. They hung around. They made this thing a, a, a ball game in the fourth quarter. And had they been able to to punch a couple in, uh, who knows what would have happened. But, man, yep, <laughs> those poor quarterbacks for Penn State were under fire back there. <laughs> uh, Ohio State was just giving them all kinds of trouble. Uh, and then there was Oregon and Arizona State, you know. There's those moments with the Mid-First Bank scoreboard update, Teddy, that I'll remember forever. I think announcing this score is one of them. Look at this ball. Holy smokes. On the money. Uh, he threw that, what, 65 yards Just in stride? A, a fantastic. It was amazing. You know, going into last weekend, uh, assuming that, you know, I, you would think Oregon's going to win this game. You never know. It's college football. But Oklahoma's chances looked pretty dire before last weekend agreed and you come out of last weekend saying huh we actually look really good yeah. right now so it's amazing what can happen in just one weekend and we're about to head into another one and these these games down the stretch become so difficult uh there's so much pressure to win and you just never know what could happen by the way how about herm edwards there uh you got a three-point game because oregon had just scored and what's the next thing you do you throw the bomb. Just dial it up. <laughs> Just dial it up. over the top. And, uh, hey, we should have known that. Why? Because you play to win the game. That's, you play to win the game. All right. Here we go, guys. Updated playoff rankings. Oklahoma checks in at number seven. An immediate change at the top where Ohio State jumps up to number one. Your top five, actually, I guess what, your top six remain the same with Oklahoma moving up to seven. Minnesota is at eight. But Dude, here's I love the respect for Minnesota and Baylor. It's there about time. If, if you're sitting around mad that Oklahoma is only at seven right now, keep this in mind. Baylor moving up to nine to me, if both teams can win this weekend, that basically sets up what is a play-in game sure. for the fourth spot. Well. And we don't want to count out Alabama. I know that as well. Well, I, the, the real scenario that is a problem I, I don't worry about Alabama. Worry about Georgia beating LSU because I think that is the most realistic thing that could happen. Uh, Minnesota beating Ohio State puts you in the same type of situation, but I don't know how realistic that one is. But LSU or Georgia beating LSU, I could see a with who I think is going to be the Heisman Trophy winner, Burrow for LSU, a one-loss LSU that lost to a Georgia in the SEC championship game would not shock me at all if they didn't fall out of the top four. All right, so explain this to me. Baylor jumped five spots by beating Texas at home, which, again, we won't complain, right? They jumped five spots, yet we beat Baylor at home and only move up one spot. May well, I, listen, you, you can't look at it that way. I, I know, mean, I'll go crazy. Well, I'll get triggered right here in front of all y'all. The committee is... What I picture is there's a guy, a spokesman out front for the committee, and in the back there's a bunch of guys moving the goalposts because it <laughs> changes every single week, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think we're in the part of the season now to where it's not one game that's going to jump you all across the board. It's whenever you look at the whole picture together, right? We've almost got the whole regular season together, and – and I believe that Baylor, there was question marks because of, of some of their games early. A lot of their games were one possession down the stretch. And I think you, you just had to say, you know, with the win against Oklahoma or the, the loss, the tight loss against Oklahoma, is this team real? Are they for real? And I think with the win over Texas, although Texas, we know what they've become. I think, I think people are starting to recognize that Baylor is a legitimate football team. It's good to see and good to know because that's important for Oklahoma's playoff chances. Now, speaking of playoffs, is today a playoff situation for the picks? Let's take a look at last Boy. week's results. I was not a part of this. Thankfully, I think I almost ruined Toby's lead. Oh, look at T-Row going 3-2 and two last week. <gasps> Wait a minute here. Did yeah. Tilly go undefeated last season Looks or last that week? Way. Again, I, you know, the guy picking the games that we're going to pick back there is, uh, goes undefeated a couple <laughs> weeks in a row. Wow. Pretty fishy if you ask Oh, me. did he go undefeated last week too? The I week? think he's like four and one maybe. Wow. So Tilly has taken a lead 39 to 16. Wait, does that even make sense? His record is 39 and 16. Toby at 34 and 21 and Ted at 32 and 23. So. I think I hopefully just pick everything Tilly picked.
yeah. the last couple of weeks. Well, I'm trying to make up some ground today, so I may have some um, unfavorable picks here. All right. Well, let's get started, shall we? Virginia Tech and Virginia. Uh, this could be for, I think it is for a spot in the ACC championship game. Who are you going with, Ted? Scott I'm, Stadium in Charlottesville. I'm going with Virginia. Give me the home team. Uh, Virginia Tech's, they've been impressive to me this year, but I think uh, I think Virginia's been flying under the radar a little bit. I think that uh, Tilly and Toby probably going to take Virginia Tech here. Give me Virginia. And that's exactly what I did. I took Virginia Tech. Which way did you go, Till? Uh, Tilly went UVA. Oh, no, Ted. Yeah. You well, might be on the right side of this. Yeah, who knows? But um, <laughs> I, I think Virginia's a pretty good football team. Memphis and Cincinnati playing a pretty big one as far as the group of five teams is concerned. I'll jump in here first. I'm taking Mark, Mike Norvell and the Memphis Tigers. I think there's a really good chance Mike Norvell ends up as the next head coach at Arkansas. He was an assistant at the University of Tulsa for a while out at Arizona State. I think he's done a great job there. I think they're going to get that win. Memphis, good football team. They're at home. But give me Cincinnati. Love their defense. A uh, really good football team, coached really well. Uh, I think Cincinnati goes in there, which, by the way, this tells you how they are a one-loss team, Cincinnati is, and they've played great defense all year, been been really solid. They got beat 45-0 to zero by right. Ohio State. That that's, shows that's you how, how good, good Ohio State Ohio is. Ohio State is. Tilly's with me. He's taking Memphis. All right, big one. But in all reality, how big is Ohio State in Michigan? Ohio State loses to Michigan, wins the Big 12, 10 championship game. They're still in the playoffs. Michigan wins it. Ah. Hey, congratulations. You beat Ohio State. But I am taking Ohio State to go on the road and win in the big house. How about you? Give me Michigan. Ooh. Okay. Michigan playing An their – audible gasp from the crowd they're here. They're playing their best football wow. of the year. You got an Ohio State squad that's coming off a nice win over Penn State, and I know there's no way they're looking past Michigan this year, but this this game has not been talked about like it was in previous years. Correct. I think Ohio State's looking forward to college football playoff, assuming they've already won this Big Ten championship. I think Michigan shocks people with fantastic wow. defense and – gets a win in this game. Mr. Undefeated is with you. Tilly's going with Michigan as well. All right, Auburn and Alabama, they've got a pretty big one this Saturday as well. Which way are you going, Ted? Give me Alabama. I think Mac Jones pretty good quarterback. Uh, he's not going to get any credit because, you know, Tua in front of him, but I think he's solid, and I think this gets Alabama back to their comfort zone, leaning on their defense, playing more conservative offensively, taking care of the football. That's the football Nick Saban likes to play. Give me Alabama. What's your term? Risk averse That's that he right. likes to play? Absolutely. I'm going with Auburn to get that win at Jordan Hare and get the tide out of this playoff conversation. And uh, Tilly, unfortunately, is with you. Boy, Toby, you're really going to be mad at me because if he gets these wrong, <laughs> he might dip to last place. And then finally, Wisconsin and Minnesota. This is a true loser leaves town match because the winners go to the Big Ten title game. The loser is waiting to figure out if they're in the Capital One Bowl or one of the other Big Ten Bowl ties. It's in Minnesota. Who you got? Give me Minnesota. I, you know, Minnesota's defense is better than I expected. And what Wisconsin does, Minnesota struggles with, with some athletes out in space. What Wisconsin does is they pile everyone in the box. They play that thing in a phone booth. I think that plays right into Minnesota's strength. And Minnesota on the offensive side, they're going to air it out. They're yep. going to they're gonna, uh, move that football around the yard. Give me Minnesota to set up Minnesota against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. I'm going with Wisconsin. Tilly going with Minnesota. Oh, boy. Dang, Sorry, Toby. Tilly. All wow. right. We've got one quick segment coming up next to wrap it up. We'll hit our over-under as we wrap up the huddle live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and OU Extended Campus, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Devon Energy, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. All right, all right. We got a roll here. Here's the over-under from last week. Teddy 4-0, baby. Oh, yeah. Making up some ground. Teddy's Making up a little bit of ground on T-Row, so I need uh, you to tank this one. Toby's got the lead. Uh, overall, 25 and 19. Teddy's 23 and 21. Tilly, 19 and 25. Kind of like his Lions. See what I did there, Zach? All right, let's roll. Uh, this week, the over-unders 
Well, I better make sure I pull up my uh, list of our over-unders here so we don't roll into what Lincoln Riley's segment is. Here's our first over-under for tomorrow, or for Saturday, Oklahoma, squaring off against Oklahoma State. 17 and a half completions for Jalen Hurts. Teddy, going over or under? I'm going under. Um, I think, you know, we only threw the ball 21 times against TCU, and I don't necessarily think that's going to be the same game plan against Oklahoma State, but I think that number has been trending down all season, and um, I, I think we can win the football game sticking with the, the, the running game, so give me the under. I'm taking the over on it. I think we're going to throw the ball yes. a little bit, and uh, Tilly goes with the over as well to our next over and under. Four and a half combined sacks and takeaways for the OU defense. I, I'm going over, Ted. Which way are you going? Yeah, I'm going to go over, and I think the real part, the bulk of this number is going to be the sack game. I think we've got an opportunity with Ronnie Perkins and some of our blitz packages to really put the pressure on Drew Brown, something like he hasn't seen so far with what they faced in West Virginia. Um, I think he could, could get frozen back there in the pocket with tight man coverage on the back, so give me the over. Tilly going with the over as well, too. If you've ever wondered, there's a very small monitor behind <laughs> this helmet. I'm not, like, looking at a magic helmet. All right, the third one, 124.5 rushing yards for Chuba Hubbard. Teddy, you going over or under here? I'm going over. I think there's going to be a, a massive effort by Oklahoma State to give him the football to try and get him a, a Heisman ceremony invitation. I don't think he hits the 2,000 mark, which he needs like 168 to get there. Uh, but I do think he goes over 124 and a half. I'm going under. I think the Sooner D is going to step up in a big way. Tilly is going over as well, too. I'm the only one that uh, – I guess I'm the only one here that believes in our defense. So, not I mean, true. I don't, I don't That's, know. That is not true, Clay. <laughs> and then finally, finally our last over and under for today, 849 and a half combined yards in the game. Like what, Baker v. Rudolph round two. What do you think? I, I, I think it's going to be a completely different style of football game than what we saw a couple of years ago whenever we were up there. So, yeah, I'm going under. I think uh, we're going to lean on the run. I think Oklahoma State's going to do the same. It's going to shorten the football game. Uh, I, I don't see us going over 850 yards of offense com uh, combined. Same. I'm going under as well, too. Tilly going with the over. You know what? We actually hit everything we needed to with a little room to spare here. So You like that? About, yeah, in about our final minute, Ted. Any keys to really keep an eye on as we count down a kickoff and uh, get ready for Lincoln Riley here? The key is the same as it's been week in, week out for the Sooners. I, we are the better football team. We've got the better talent spread across offense, defense, and special teams. you got to hang on to the football. If we don't turn it over, we're going to be in a great position uh, to, to beat Bedlam, go into the Big 12 championship as a one-loss football team with what is probably going to amount to a – uh, a win and you're in for the college football playoff type of ga uh, game for Oklahoma. So um, I just take care of the ball. Be smart with the football. Uh, let your players, you know, Kennedy Brooks, let him uh, take a bulk of the carries and defensively key on that running game, baby, because Chuba Hubbard's going to get a big chunk of the action. Great stuff, man. That's awesome. Teddy Lehman, Butkus, Bednarik Award winner, and, of course, the radio analyst on the Sooner Radio Network. This has been The Huddle. Stick around. The Lincoln Riley Show is coming up next live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the Air.